A very warm welcome to all of you to Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond podcast. This is your host, Dr. Vignesh Devraj. And today's episode, as a follow-up to my previous episode where I spoke about post-COVID pain and fatigue, I started getting a lot of questions. Uh, Dr. Vignesh, I've been suffering with headaches. These are constantly there even before my COVID. And also I'm having low back pain. My neck pain is quite strong. Even though I addressed a little bit of these in my previous episode, I would like to go a little more deep when it comes to the concept of pain. Now, the word pain in Ayurveda is called as Ruk in Sanskrit. The word Ruk means anything that blocks the natural flow of energy. You see, before something screams, it will always come as whispers. For example, in Ayurveda, we have this statement in Sanskrit. It's called as Chayam Eva Jayed Dosham, which actually means kill the monster when it is young. Usually, we get little, little whispers before something really, really dangerous is about to happen. And these whispers could be quite limited, very feeble. But the issue is today, we live in an environment where we are quite disconnected even to understand the whispers of the body. So in the beginning days, it would come like mild discomfort in different parts of the body. Even when people are exercising, they would feel that I'm having a discomfort in my knees when I work out or when I do uh, a little bit of jumping, I'm feeling a discomfort in the knee. And later on, it would lead to an injury and they didn't know what is happening. The same with many other joints of the body. Some discomforts are very good. We feel it is good for us. But some discomforts are some warning signals, mild whispers that something really alarming is about to happen. So how to understand the difference between these whispers that are not, it's okay, you can handle it. It's only the way the body is getting better. Because if you understand the physiology of how the muscles are getting better, we actually put a lot of pressure. We tear apart the muscle a little bit and then we allow it to recover and it gets better. So at the time of putting stress to the muscle, it is definitely going to create some pain. And even if you're improving on your flexibility, when people are doing some stretches, or let's say that you're doing yoga after a very long time, maybe your hips or your ankles or your knees or even your back and your shoulders and arms, there could be some flexibility issues with mild stiffness or too much stiffness depending on how our life and work style has been. So let's just take a few examples of the pain. Let's say, let's start with back pain and neck pain, and then we'll go to the headache because when people are having issues with back pain or neck pain, it could also lead to headaches because it's a whole spine and somewhere other way around as well. But today, you know, we have this word sitting is the new poison. When people are sitting, what is happening? We tend to disconnect from our natural energy flow in the body. However, when people are sitting on Sukhasana on the floor, it's a different case. But when people are sitting on the chair, it's a different case because our body is not designed by nature to sit on a chair. It is something that we evolved to create comfort. You see, our human innovations, all the things that we have done, it is to enhance the comfort of humanity. But sometimes the comfort can spoil us. The comfort can make many of our organs and activities of our body to be less used. See, in Ayurveda, the cause of the causes of the disease, it is when we use 
excessively when we misuse or when we don't use some parts of the body that is the cause of disease for example if i'm not using properly my uh, muscles or some uh, organs of my body in the right manner it could lead to some problems later on so in such a situation when people are sitting constantly they tend to slouch they tend to move forward which is not the way the spine is supposed to be and one of the reasons why we humans became quite powerful well even though physically there are so many wild animals that are 100 times or 10 times powerful than us but even then we were able to overcome many of these uh, their wild animalistic behaviors that could technically eat us but we were able to overcome them because of our ability to stand on two legs before we were four legged animals and then we were able to stand and one of the reasons why we were able to stand is we strengthened our core muscles that is the lower back and the lower abdominal muscles and all these core muscles when we get it strong we were able to stand up because it is the core muscles that is giving the strength from the legs all the way to the brain to make it stand up fight gravity and stand so whenever the core muscles get weak what happens our energy becomes half efficient so what happens whenever a person is sitting we are not exercising the real powers of our core muscles and on top of that if they have a habit of emotional eating overeating and lack of exercise and sedentary lifestyle and if they have issues with bloating and constipation in my practice when i see people coming complaints coming and complaining about the low back pain i ask them how is your bowel habits do you feel bloated do you have difficulty going to toilet every day and as soon as i correct their gut health like i put them on a protocol with some uh, ayurvedic medications and also certain lifestyle diet and changes and when they say that the bloating is not there anymore and they are going to toilet every day regularly like clockwork then they say the low back pain has reduced because when people have some issues with low back pain and gut health issues it is correlated or interrelated because the flow of energy is blocked there so once we correct the gut health once we correct the tendencies of a person getting into bloating or even acidity to a great extent the low back pain can change unless there is also a you know an anatomical changes some people could complain that they are having a disc prolapse or the vertebra that is having it is having some spondylosis or spondylitis the lumbar spondylosis and the lumbar spondylitis and the same that goes up to cervical region majority of the neck pain and back pain today that we see is because of lack of movement improper posture and on top of that very sedentary lifestyle just by correcting these three we can prevent a lot of these back pain and neck pain and as far as i can see back pain and neck pain can be one of the greatest enemy of productive productivity of any person because that's just keeps a person completely half efficient they have to take painkillers and i've seen people taking ibuprofen like i've been taking it for the last 6 months and they didn't do uh, any work other than okay maybe the the doctor that they went to said you need you need to do a surgery but sometimes surgery might be the only way out if that has reached to that kind of a level but usually if you have such back pain or neck pain 
addressed to a good ayurveda doctor there is a lot that can be done to reduce it maybe you might have to take off for two weeks or three weeks but you have no idea what that two weeks or three weeks can do to your body so what we do the low back it could have a lot of inflammation as well so there are some ayurvedic therapies like kiri where we put some herbs and cover it with a cotton cloth and apply some mild heat and keep, we keep punching it on the lower back region and we also have some anti inflammatory um, herbal decoctions that we keep pouring on the lower back also on the neck region when we pour this warm anti inflammatory liquid what happens is the stiffness that is caused there you know sometimes when people have back pain or neck pain you could press some trigger points where it will be it will feel like somebody put some ball inside and you could feel a bulge there for a very um, experienced practitioner they could identify this or even some personal therapist uh, trainers they could identify that so one of the ways to diffuse that tension or the trigger point is to apply some this therapies like kiri where we punch with some herbal poultices and use some anti inflammatory liquids on the body and on top of that what we do is this is one thing that i found fantastic after i integrated this into my practice the results are just phenomenal that is dry cupping dry cupping has a lot of its um, so historicity it is coming from the marma therapy that is from uh, the southern part of india especially from siddha uh, siddha tradition where they have this concept called varmam and then the chinese use the word acupressure and acupuncture so in dry cupping they use some special glass where there is no need for any blood to be released but it creates a pressure on certain particular points of the neck and back and when that pressure is induced we are activating more blood circulation to come there when more blood circulation is happening in that pain point it helps to diffuse the inflammation there that's just the topic um, it has to be done under medical supervision and when we combine this with enhancing the gut health releasing the stiffness with the kiri and the uh, pouring of the anti inflammatory liquid in ayurveda and then when we do the dry cupping and then we tell them now we have to do slowly start into stretching exercise where we can strengthen the back muscles correct your spine posture the results are just phenomenal they say now i am relieved of my back pain and neck pain now sometimes when people say i keep constantly getting headache or tinnitus when we correct the posture of neck pain you know sometimes people grind their jaw when they go to sleep now when people are grinding their jaw one thing that i miss to inform with the back pain and neck pain people slouch more when they are in heavy pressure or stress levels when stress levels go high people tend to slouch and change their posture in such a situation having a healthy way to deal with stress is very important get professional help in dealing with your stress you know get into productivity management do the most important things first instead of uh, worrying oh i'm not able to get anything done and feeling helpless sometimes maybe people are into the the space of learned helplessness sometimes we have to come out of it in many times when i do online consultations today when people are coming with pain i actually deal with a lot of stress counseling because that will help them to get out of the pain more than some of the medications that can i can offer this is what i call it as holistic healing that's what i do here as well so when i integrate these aspects along with the pain relieving therapies that i recommend the result is just phenomenal and they don't have to keep doing the doctor shopping and come back to me i 
you know, within just two or three sessions, we want to get the best results because people don't have time. And on top of that, they're taking painkillers because they don't have time because they would rather deal with the sym uh, symptomatic release than to go through because they feel they are afraid they don't have time. So in such a situation, they have to take time off and go through this process of correcting the stiffness in the neck, shoulders, jaw, and the lower back, correct their stress levels. And when I see with headache, you know, headache could happen because of headache. There are many reasons why headache can happen. Some of the most common one, dehydration, improper posture, when their neck pain and the jaw stiffness is not addressed properly. And when they have infl inflamed sinus, then, or we also call it as sinusitis or too much of mucus congestion in the upper respiratory tract and also on the nasopharyngeal duct region. So this could also later on lead to migraine. Migraine usually shows up, especially in women, they have it closer to the menstrual cycle. So in such situations, we perform this Ayurvedic therapy called as Nasyam, which helps to release the excess mucus. In one of my previous episodes, I spoke about the benefits of Nasyam. So when we combine this Kiri, which is to, it's an anti-inflammatory therapy in Ayurveda, where we use the herbs covered in a cotton cloth and punch on the stiff areas of the neck and jaw and not on the jaw, the neck and the shoulders. And then we train the person to relax when they go to sleep. For example, doing yoga nidra or guided meditation. It's an auto suggestion. Relax your jaws. When people tighten their jaws, when they get stressed and the tightened jaw can lead to a lot of stress, especially leading to headaches. So when that is relaxed, when the neck is relaxed, when the shoulders are relaxed, when the spine posture is correct, when they get the proper hydration. And also I put them on a diet, which reduce the excess mucus load in the upper respiratory tract. And after that, you know, and sometimes dry cupping uh, on certain areas, if they have a tendency of neck pain, especially on the, just the area below the head and the neck, there is a boundary in that area. They could have some pressure points. When you press there, they would be like, they're getting an electric shock. When that pressure trigger points are diffused with these therapies, they would say, oh my God, even I have heard patients saying, my tinnitus is not there anymore. My headache is not there. So whichever part of the world you're listening to this, get help with anti-inflammatory therapies in your body. Learn what is the right posture. Get help. You know, there are so many therapeutic yoga teachers who can help you correct your postures, correct your spine. And if you have a tendency of slouching, Put some reminders to do that. And if you're sitting for a long period, after every 20, 25 minutes, stand up, move and stretch. This is very important. And if you're using a mobile phone in the front, make sure your eye to the screen contact is on the same level so that you don't slouch forward. Because our brain is not designed to slouch because it's a quite heavy organ, if you understand. And the whole spine is able to uh, you know, fight gravity to hold it on the top of your whole body. So it's, it's, it's not an easy therapy and the muscles in the neck and the shoulders, it has to have, it has to be quite strong to hold that neck. And when we keep on slouching, we slowly tend to create pain and it'll come as this person, then later it becomes a chronic pain. And then we end up saying, Oh, I have a disc prolapse or a spondylitis, spondylitis, and then I might need a surgery. And then surgery is the only way. And then they just associate this is genetic. There is nothing I can do. My parents had it or my colleagues had it. And so this way it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Remember, your posture makes a big difference when it comes to pain. So these are some of the things. Now let's 
um, take to some of the abdominal cramps or menstrual pain. Whenever somebody is having menstrual pain, it's a sign that there is a lot of mucus congestion in the lower abdominal region. So how does this mucus come? It could come because of uh, emotional eating. It could come because of dairy. It could come because of too much sugar. It could also come because of um, gluten. So sometimes the, when I say there is too much mucus load in a person's body, usually they say, so that means that person is having too much of kapha in their system. So shouldn't they be obese or overweight? No, a person can be slim and skinny and still have excess mucus load inside the body. I have seen so many patients who are super skinny. And when I do some panchakarma therapies, the kind of mucus that comes out of their body, it's inhumanly unbelievable. And after that, they feel finally I can breathe. Finally, I can feel alive in the body because this mucus load, it is creating a lot of block. And remember the word for pain in Sanskrit is ruk, which means anything that blocks the natural flow of energy. So what this mucus load does in the abdominal region? Okay, let's understand what is menstrual flow. Every month, an egg that is not used has to be eliminated. Along with eliminating this egg, a lot of other unwanted stuff from a woman's body is also eliminated. And menstrual blood is something that is supposed to be antimicrobial, antifungal, antibacterial, and it really cleanses the uh, the the uterine region of the body. So if there is a mucus load, whenever the blood is trying to eliminate, it creates pain. And when does pain happen? So if I try to pluck one small hair from my skin, it could hurt a little bit because the hair is not supposed to come out. We are forcing against the natural state of where the hair is supposed to stay. But even though here, the blood is supposed to come out effortlessly and naturally, but because of the mucus load in the lower abdominal region, it is creating a block. And when the blood is being eliminated, it is creating a pain. So by reducing, and that's why they take antispasmodic tablets, especially women during the menstrual cycle, they take an antispasmodic tablet. And when they are having the lower abdominal pain, women also complain they're getting headaches and migraine because the whole body goes into a stress tightening mode. So the body is not able to relax. So in such situation, getting into healthy routine, doing hot water, you know, putting a hot water bag on your lower abdomen. In fact, there is a course that I did called Balancing the Mighty Vada. It's there in the show notes and also in the uh, website, vigneshdevras.com. Please go do that. Uh, listen to that six hours of a very informative course on Balancing the Mighty Vada, where I talk about how the Vata can be calmed down, what all steps we can do if there is stiffness and pain related along with that in step-by-step. And on top of that, I speak about nervous system and the relation between vata and nervous system. The ancient seers understood the whole idea of nervous system under the concept of vata, which is fantastic. So when a woman is going through this abdominal pain, the hot water bag on the lower abdomen and avoiding heavy mucus producing, mucus enhancing food at least five to six days prior to what they're having and correcting the gut health get up an appointment with an Ayurvedic doctor or a practitioner and make sure you correct your bowel movements. If you're having bloating, if you're having constipation, if you're having any difficulty going to toilet, correct that very well. And once that is also corrected, the menstrual pain will also come down. There is also a Ayurvedic uh, uh, preparation called as Hingu Ajadi tablet. The word Hingu Ajadi, it is a fantastic anti-bloating, anti-gas creation 
and it helps to enhance the natural bowel movements of the body. This also works fantastic. So these are some of the techniques. Once we correct the natural flow of energy in the body, there is no space for pain. Anytime you hear pain, it is because it is a communication from the body that something needs to change or you need to slow down. You know, the statement, don't kill the messenger just because you don't like the message. And pain is only a messenger. And the message is you need to change something or slow down. And by not listening to the pain, it will come as whispers, but then later it will scream like it's a big problem. So always listen to your body. That's very powerful. That's one of the best doctors in the world is how your body is communicating with you. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to do a personal one-on-one -on -one consultations with me, please do check the show notes of this podcast and you could schedule a consultation. Thank you.